lovely listeners, welcome to episode 108 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am the titular Stace, getting slightly distracted by the fact that my guest is leaning over my shoulder to read my notes. How rude, I haven't even introduced you yet. Joining me in the parlour, which is my kitchen, is my good husband, great husband, lovely husband, Rich. Hello. Hello. Why are we leaning, looking quizzically at my notes? So I don't talk about the same things. Well, I sort of intended that we would, really. But no, but I, so I can't have anything I would like. No, you can. No, that's not. You just said I can only talk about your thing. No, what I was saying was is that you should also talk about these things. Plus, Stace beats rich me. Things. Don't say that. What? I don't like that as a joke. <laughs> For some reason, that you was a won't joke even now, kill insects. <laughs> I know. I'm too scared though. That's not because I'm like not beefy enough. I know I could kill a bug. I'm just too scared. Come on, move it on. What have we done on. this week? Oh, sounds good. Thanks for joining us, people. <laughs> what have you done this week? But so far, just slept badly and you know yeah, been slept, a bit ill. Well, last night I'm still knackered. It's in it's, these weathers. Well, the weather we had last week was too hot for sleeping. It was too hot. Yeah, apologies for the fact that this episode is a bit late. But like, I had an ear infection, so I couldn't wear headphones, and then it was too hot to record with the window shut. And then I just kept forgetting, and now it's the 29th of June, and uh, we fucked it a bit, but oh well. We? <laughs> All right, I fucked it a bit. It's my fault. Anyway, we're here now. Let's do a talk about things. Go on then. What? You're the guest. I oh, I've done no prep first. whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> so, we started watching Stargirl. We did. Hello. Sorry. Turn that me. down, you hooligan. Yeah, we started watching Stargirl. It's the new DC show on... What's it on? The CW? It's actually on TV. It's not I streaming, is it? Uh, I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's about the Stargirl from the Justice Society as, you know, a teen. Not too angsty, though, which I quite like. Yeah. So the rest of the DC universe can be a bit... Um, Broody. <sighs> miserable. Um, yeah. Apart from Legends of Tomorrow Now, which just doesn't care about anything else, which <laughs> works in its favour. Um, but yeah, so it's based on Courtney... Oh, I can't remember her surname. That's really bad, isn't it? Courtney Whitmore? Sounds right, yeah. Who is the stepdaughter of um, Luke Wilson. Yeah. Pat, <laughs> Who plays... Pat Stripesy. Pat Stripesy. That's his full <laughs> name. Um, Pat Dugan? Yeah. Dugan? I think like it's that. Dugan, but yeah, it could be Dugan. I like it for the reason I just like it's. It's got a slight Buffy vibe with it being a bit quirky and funny, but still not being like stupid. Um, it's season one Flash vibes, I think, with the mood of it. Yeah, I'd say. Um, not sure it'd have legs for ten seasons, but I don't think any of their stuff has. So. No, yeah. Um, yeah, it's enjoyable of her trying to form a new Justice Society after the other one got moided a few years back. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, and Luke, I like Luke Wilson in it. Luke Wilson's quite good in a lot of things. But. Yeah. Don't you think he's one of those actors who you like, you see him in things and you're like, yeah, but you would never think, I hope Luke Wilson's in this. Well, <laughs> I don't know if he's ever been in anything that you would say is a Luke Wilson film either. No, no, he's always just like a good dude in it. Like, yeah. yeah, so he kind of fits fine. in here. He's like a little bit in the background, but he, he's quite important and that will do. Do you know who he reminds me of? And I've forgotten Owen his name Wilson. now. No, you know the guy who was in Sonic the Hedgehog who wasn't Sonic? He was like Sonic's mate, Sonic's human mate. James Masner. Marsden. Marsden. Marsden, yeah. You know, like one of those guys who you like, you see him in things and you don't go, ugh, why is he no, in this? No, but no, you no, also no, don't no, go, no, yay, no, James no. Marsden. When James Marsden in something, I normally go, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, he's a he's bad like, actor. He's oh, outright he's bad. He's just so average. Like, no, he's fine. He's, he's bad. He's just fine. Remember Cyclops? Oh, yeah, that was him. Yeah, he was oh, terrible. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. 
Luke Wilson's much better than that. Yeah, I prefer Luke Wilson the Cyclops. Um, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm not the saddest because I'm tired. There's not a lot to say about Stargirl. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you end up just, just describing what happened, yeah. can't you? Um, it's, it's one of those shows that I think... I think people need to go into it being aware that it is going to be very sort of standard superhero fare, yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody it, in it's going to turn out to be something. They're yeah. either going to be a new JSA or they're going to be a villain. Like, yeah. That's Or they're going to be her little much. stepbrother who is obsessed with junk food I and love that's him. the best part of the I show. I love him so on. much. I relate to him so much because he's just like, <laughs> when am I going to eat again? Yeah. <laughs> when is my next food? Like, and the show, like, embraces it. Like, yeah, he's just constantly, every scene, every scene he's in, he's somehow eating a snack or he's doing something with snacks. Yeah, and he's so grateful for food when he people is. give it to him. I love him. He knows his, his yeah. snack. Yeah, we talked about the first episode, because in the last episode yeah. of this, because that was the only one we'd seen, and I do think, this is going to sound mean, and I don't mean it to, but I do think the first episode was the best episode of Stargirl. No. Because of the, the fact that it had some original JSA in it that I really liked. Yeah, but that's not a reason why it was a better episode. Yeah. Um, was it just because John McCall was in it? Uh, maybe. Yeah. He's a handsome man. He also did look good as Starman, to be yeah, fair. I never liked Starman. I don't know. I don't really think I've read that many Justice Society things anyway, really, because I'm a terrible comics reader. There's, there's a, um, another Starman, though, isn't it? Was he in JSA? The one that's literally like black outfit with stars on it. Was he called Starman? Oh, I know what you mean, and I don't know the answer to your question. I mean, this is probably like 15, 12 years ago. It's not even that long. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't remember either. My DC Comics is not a thing I'm into that much. No. And I've all my past memories, I think, have fell out of my head in this time. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think I, there was a yeah. star man. It's like the Golden Age Sandman and stuff. There's like two characters with the same name, and I'm like, oh, what's this about? Um, it wasn't Obsidian, was it? That was a different person. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Obsidian was just black, surely. Like, well, why would you ask? You know what? Don't don't let us know because I'll look it up <laughs> when we recorded this. Like, it's fine. You won't because we'll have forgotten. No, I'll look um, it up. <laughs> No, I do. I do like this. I do think, however, that it's a bit. It's a bit more on the twee side, I think, than like Flash and stuff. Like you were saying, it's not as moody, broody, yeah, grumpy, miserable. Um, I think that that's why I'm happy to stick with it because, like, I got what two episodes into series two of Titans, and I was like, I'll be honest with this. Yeah, we. Why is everyone so fucking angry? <laughs> we tried to make it. I think. I think my problem with Titans though isn't so much that it's just angry. They're all angry it's though. That, <laughs> yeah, it's that they keep resolving their anger and then putting it back in because they've got nothing to write about. Yeah. So it'll be like, oh, there's an episode where two of them are arguing, and then they'll resolve it and come to an agreement, and then the next episode they'll just be arguing again for like plot's sake. Yeah. And it's like, oh, are they never going to learn things and grow up and such. Um, no, well, look, I do like Stargirl. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's probably got less in it than The Flash. But I don't I'm know, really starting to dislike The Flash. If you're so going to get more and more people and it's a society, like, it's going to get different. Like, at the moment, it's yeah. still pretty much on its, like, new legs in it and shit. So mm. I'm hoping when they, you get a full society and it's more of a, a team-up, I think you've got more options because it's like every episode is Stargirl does something and then... Luke Wilson has a go at her for doing it. <laughs> right, which will okay. have stop to stop Stop putting yourself at some in point. danger, yeah. you silly bin. <laughs> and I, I think know. the CGI on Stripes isn't that bad for a TV show. I'd forgotten he was a thing, and I was very excited when he popped up in an episode. What? Yeah, I'd forgotten that Stripe was the thing. I thought I was like, oh yeah, Stargirl, she's the one with the rod and she flies about and that, and then 
yeah, he appeared, and I was like, oh yeah, the robot. <laughs> I think I've got about four commissions of Stargirl and Stripe. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, so Stargirl, watch it if you're not, if you like comic shows. Mm-hmm. Don't like comic shows, you probably don't like this podcast, so it's a bit but, weird. Yeah. yeah, unless you just like hearing Brummy accents. Um, I'm not a Brummy, so apologies if that's why you're listening to this. <laughs> I am, though. Stacey. Hello. What have you been doing? Well, I wrote down the fact that um, I had a look on Letterboxd before we started recording and realised that I've seen like 50-odd films since I last recorded an episode of this here podcast. And uh, that's a lot of films. 50? For a month, yeah. Well, see, I recorded earlier in the month last month as well. It was okay. like the middle of May. So far, it took I've me a week 58 to films this month I hadn't seen before and you don't watch all of them with me. Oh, no. See, when I say 50-odd <laughs> films as well, I mean ones I've already seen before anyway. Okay. I just mean literally things I've watched okay. movie-wise. Um, so I wrote down some of the ones that were particularly crap and that were particularly good that we might want to talk about. Well... <sighs> Okay. Go on. No, go on. You felt, I felt like you were going to say something then. <laughs> All right. So the first on my list was uh, Artemis Fowl. Good film. What are you on about? <laughs> uh, how did you feel about Artemis Fowl, Rich? Um, it might be my favourite film of the year because I really love Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. I love his terrible accents. Yeah. I love the fucking god-awful CGI that's on him when he gets a big face. I love films that don't make any sense. Everyone's boring. Colin Farrell turns up to stand still, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you never see anyone's mouth when they're talking because they've blatantly like ADR'd everything in this yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 out of 10, good times. 10 out of 10, loved it. Yeah, so I read... If I had signed up for you, I'd cancel Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of Artemis yeah. Fell. I read the Artemis Fell books when I was younger and promptly forgot nearly everything about it because my memory is crap. But the thing, the, the lasting thing that I remember about it is the fact that Artemis is not really the good guy in it. He's the main dude, well, he but he's also this. a criminal mastermind. But he is in this. All and he does see, is try to save his dad. This is what pissed me off so goddamn much about this film. First of all, I don't remember Artemis being such a wanker in the books. Like, I don't remember ever reading the books and thinking, I hate this kid, I Even hope he dies. Villain. Yeah, and in this film, all I kept thinking was, I hate this kid, I hope he dies. The other thing I cannot fathom is how you would take some source material that's set in a land where there's, like, trolls and fairies and, like, ghouls and goblins and all sorts of fucking awesome supernatural shit and set it almost entirely in a boring house in Ireland. Because they're Fuck stupid me. and have no ideas. Also, it's blatant that this was going to have proper sequel fodder and then at one point they realised it's shit and kind of, <laughs> at the end, it like could just be it, couldn't it? Yeah, like, I just, I don't understand the changes that they made. It was hella boring. I cannot... I fell asleep twice yeah, you in did. my own house on a Sunday morning. Yeah. I I don't understand how you can make a film that's set in such a like fantastical world so completely boring. But it, it is all exposition. And when I say all, I don't even just mean the bits that Josh Gad is narrating. Like half of it is like Colin Farrell relays something to Artemis Fell. Artemis relays something to his butler guy. But also they do the that and then Josh Gad didn't narrate and tell you what they just said to each other. <laughs> oh my god. It thinks you're so stupid. No, you are audience. if you're enjoying this fucking shit. Lord. It's like, hey, are you a complete fico who hasn't been paying attention? Let us tell you this thing again. I mean that is normally you. So crap. You do not pay attention. I pay more attention than you think I pay. Mm. Shut up. Um 
yeah, I was annoyed with this film. And I'm not even, like I said, I'm not even that beholden to the books. Like, I liked them. I remember liking them. But, you know, the fact that I've forgotten nearly all of the plot <laughs> of the it's books. It's a weird one as well. I feel like these books started coming out probably 20 years ago. Yeah, I would have thought. So, like, it's an odd time to do this, mm. but... Watch your audience, the old, the older people who are very aware this is dog shit, or the kids who aren't reading it, and the ones that are are probably also yeah. nerdy enough to be online and very like. It's not like yeah. it's so popular now with kids; they'll just flock to see it. Yeah. And the fact that like, yeah, it was cinema, oh, COVID, just put it on, put it on Disney because they know it's not as bad. They rushed it to Disney in the end, I think. Yeah, it, you know. The thing is, I can't imagine any kid, regardless of whether they like the source material or not. Irregardless, I can't imagine any child watching this film and being interested. <laughs> oh God, no! Because it is so dull, and the couple of action sequences that happen are so sort of like, "Ooh, look at this camera! It's going over here. It's going over there." And you we'll can find out. Though, what's there's someone we know that will go, "Yeah, my kid's favourite film is Artemis film." <laughs> It'll happen, and we know it'll happen. We'll have to disown that person and their children. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't keen on that one. So, would you recommend art on the shelf, people? Um, if you've been having trouble sleeping and you yeah. feel like you might want to have a nap. That's what we should have done. Put it on the other day. <laughs> yeah, just bored ourselves to sleep. I can't fathom Dame Judi Dench's accent in it either. It sounds like she's been smoking like 50 a day. Dame, Dame Judi Dench is now the worst actress in the world. What, because of that and cats? cats? and this has come out in quick succession. Like, terrible accent, doesn't give a fuck. She blankly doesn't give a fuck about either thing that she's in. No. You know, well done. <laughs> Zero out of 10,000 stars to, to the Dench. And now I think she might have always been shit. Like, these performances are that bad. Well, I'll be honest. I'm not 100% sure I could name any films that she plays a huge enough part in that you could really rate her performance. Like, I know she's been in some Bond movies, but I wouldn't say she was that big of a part in it that you could go, what a great performance. She's done. What what else has she been in? Loads of things. Was she in a Harry Potter? I feel like she'd be in a Harry Potter. I have no idea. I don't know. I think oh, it's um, a bit turfy to like Harry Potter nowadays, those days. Oh, yeah, I've 100% gone um, off yeah. Harry Potter. I'm also not a millennial, so I've never really given that much of a fuck about Harry Potter. I was always in a weird thing with Harry Potter in that I read the books like as they came out, literally like within a day because I was so desperate to not have them spoil. And I saw all of the films, and I don't think I liked the books or the films by the end, and yet still I was like shoveling them all into my face. I don't know what's wrong mm. with me. It was something. But either way, <laughs> I'm not really that sad that it's not a thing in my life anymore. can forget that noise. Um, do you want to talk about another film? Or do you want to talk about something that's not on my list? Well, well I did, didn't I? What? Didn't I talk about something that wasn't on your list? Yeah, but I was, that, that I was putting the ball back into your court. bullied to talk Bad. about your list of watching Bananas in Pyjamas. That's not what I wrote down. I'm surprised you didn't say Cop Car. I mean, we watch Cop Car every day, so... Pointless, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. So, as I just said, I've watched a fuck ton of films this month. I mean, I watched about 100 last month. It's what happens when you can't leave the fucking house. Um, but, yeah, one I particularly enjoyed was 45 Years, which is not a new film um, by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's like five years ago. And I just tried to load something, really forgetting that my phone was on airplane mode. <laughs> Well done. Come on. Sorry about this. Uh, yeah, 45 Years is a drama about a couple who've been married for 45 years, starring Charlotte Rampling and Tom Courtney. Um, 
beginning of the film, they get well, he gets a letter that says his girlfriend from 1960. Sometime in the 60s. Um, they found her body because they'd been mountaineering and she'd fell off the mountain and they finally found her body. and Frozen in ice. Yeah, yeah well, obviously. <laughs> It'd be yeah. a bit weird if not. Um, and, yeah, so it makes him go a bit weird and then things happen and stuff. And it's almost our anniversary party. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So... But yeah, it, the performances in this are like insane. I cannot believe that they weren't like Academy Award nominated for any of this. Um, but it's like, I don't know, maybe it's not big enough for the target audience or the kind of bullshit that you get where, you know, you've got to play someone who's had a big problem and not just a personal issue like this. But yeah, it's it's great. And like when it finished, um, me and Stace had entirely different opinions of what the ending meant. Yeah, Rich ruined it for me. <laughs> No, you didn't ruin it for me. You just, I just. I mean, I, I, I think, end. and I've noticed a lot of people think that the ending is not a happy ending, whereas they thought it was. Yeah, now that I've looked into it more, because afterwards I was like, no, come on, surely I'm misinterpreting. No, you're misinterpreting this, and I, it's a lo- it's a lovely film. Leave me alone. And then I read like a shit ton of reviews, and everybody was like, this film is so sad. It is. <laughs> like oh god um yeah and even on movie at the time which is obviously mm. not on there now because that's not how movie works but yeah so if you could, anyone could get that you enjoyed it though didn't you i did yeah it's one of those films where like you were saying it's it goes for realism more than it goes for like flashy um because like <sighs> nothing that big happens in it either like yeah. or outlandish or insane and there's no like big you know sort of like you know the bit in Wayne's World where he's doing his Oscar clip and he's like throwing yeah, water yeah, yeah, in his yeah. face and there's pretending to cry. There's none of that kind of. There's none of that sort of level of like hammy playing up for the Academy Awards kind of acting. But it feels like you are just watching a couple having a situation, which is yeah. one, it's one of those ones as well that like you look at it from the outside and you think, I have no idea how I would deal with this from either side yeah. of it. Like he's all yeah, her you can't position. say that. I mean, it gets a bit weird at first, but you can't say at the end of it that he's dealt with this wrong because you don't know. Yeah, how you deal with it, and you uh, can't say that she has either. Well, she obviously hasn't. Like, like but it, you know, it's, it's an insane. I think it's, it's tempting to say me. that you know he's the bad guy, but like you think about it, and you go, "Well, how would I deal with this kind yeah, of?" Yeah, how can you be? How can you possibly even comprehend how you would react finding out that somebody yeah. who you truly love, do you? Th- you know, you had no idea what had happened to them. You, yeah, it's just... Well, I mean, you've got some idea, but... Yeah, but it's, it's still not closure, is it? And yeah, and then it reopens those wounds, like, several years later when you've got someone else and entirely And it, and it, it does that thing of where you find out that he's not told us certain things or kept certain things to himself, but they're not stuff that you think he might have said anyway. Yeah. Like, it's... You can't go, well, he should have told her that straight away. You do think, well, why would you? And then all of a sudden it's 10 years down the line and it's never going to be a conversation issue. It's, yeah, it's difficult not to spoil. Yeah. But, yeah, 45 years. It's a very good film. Yes. Yeah. Should we talk about another very good film that was on my list? Cop Car. Before Midnight. Cop Car? No. Oh, Before Midnight. Before Midnight. Before Midnight is very, very good. We, um, we had the benefit of being people that didn't have to wait several years between these three movies. Eight years between each one? Uh, I think so, yeah. So it's it's a story of a couple. In the first movie, they obviously meet for the first time and spend the day just wandering around waffling. And then in the second one, it's eight years, nine years Why later. Why can't I remember what they're called? 
the order. There's the, the, so there's before sunrise and before sunset, and yeah. I think the first one is before sunrise. Yeah. Because. Not your seven, two thousand five, and twenty thirteen. I think so. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. Uh, so it's Ethan Hawke, and I've forgotten her name. Oh, why have I forgotten uh, her name? Julie Delpy, isn't it? There you go, thank you. And it's it's a hard movie to sell without spoiling, because all three movies are just a couple at various stages of their relationship, walking around very pretty cities, talking to one another. And the first two are, in essence, in real time. Yeah. Like, the first two, they've kind yeah, they're both an hour and a half, and they might have spent a couple of hours with each other in that time. Mate, uh, the first one a little bit longer goes missing, but like in essence, that's what happened. There's no gaps. There's no. It's over several days. The last one, I think, is over a whole day practically, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But still, short spaces of time for filmmaking, and I think because it goes from them literally in 1997 to them in you know 2005 you do feel like they've not seen each other for eight years because you know they look different whereas in normal films people just put on a little bit of makeup or sprinkle fucking talc in there and it looks a bit insane (laughs) um yeah yeah, and so you can believe these things have happened to these characters in that time that you haven't seen them and Mm. i think before midnight does really well in making it seem like you pick up on everything, like you, you know everything that's happened in those eight years from the conversations that the two characters have yeah, and the way they not, react to things. It's not literally them just going and then in nineteen twenty. No, they never say what they did, and that'd be weird because they weren't born then. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I think these movies are really beautiful movies. There's, I would say, they air right on the cusp at times of pretension in the conversations that they're having. So I think if you're tolerance, I think that's for, the point, though. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's why you realise that they are a very good couple together because they are both of a very sort of high intellect and they're both. I wouldn't say high intellect, but similar about interests about those things. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. So I would say if you're somebody who doesn't like to hear people having deep conversations, these films will 100% not be for you. Also, don't be put off if you ate Ethan or because I did before this film. Yeah, I don't think Not I had an opinion of him beforehand. And then in these three films, I was like, he's fucking great. Why isn't he in everything? Because he's Is he shitting everything else? Yeah, we've seen lots of stuff with him. Have we? You saw that sinister. Oh, yeah, that movie was trash. Um, like, the best I could say before <laughs> this was he was all right in Predestination, but I think in Predestination uh, it's the plot that I enjoy. You not liking it is just because you don't understand time travel. Shut up. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, no, I think it was also a little bit stupid. But well. <laughs> um, but yeah, beautiful movies in beautiful cities with beautiful people. But also, again, very realistic. There's obviously, you know, tensions and disagreements and, like, you know, they're not, like, the perfect couple that just go around being oh, perfect no, no, no. the whole fucking time. That wouldn't be interesting to watch. Exactly. Absolutely wonderful films. I mean, you know, this one came out in 2013, so I'm sure everybody who wanted to have seen it's probably already seen it, but oh well. Should we talk about another shit film? If you want. Which one do you want to talk about of my shit films list? Little None Women of them. <laughs> Can I just get a little... I finally saw Steamboat Willie the other day. Oh, yeah. And you know how you think the whole of it is about him steering the boat, because that's the only clip you ever see him. Yeah. No, he just abuses people and animals and the rest of it. It's Did really fucking know? weird. No. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. It's so weird. Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Abuses animals and... Yeah. Wow. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, it's so odd. I just thought it was eight minutes of him whistling and steering the boat. Steering but just spinning it round yeah. and whistling. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. That's what Disney Plus is good for, ruining your life. I was going to say, the, pro- the, the problem I'm finding with Disney Plus is you are digging up like a load of older stuff that's like, hey, what about these terrible racial stereotypes and whatnot? But this isn't anything like that. But, you know. then, but then it's also got things like Out, which is like a really great short 
Do you remember that one? Yeah. The one with the yeah. So there's a beautiful Pixar short about um, what are they called? Who uh, swaps his body. There's with a the series dog. of shorts that they've put out online that are like they're not really made by like in-house Pixar and they're not attached to films. Mm. They call them something else, haven't they? Yeah, I can't remember either. And there's like out, and there's that one about the um, autistic child, and then there's the Luke. one I think it's the wool one as well. Pearl, one of them, it yeah. Might be. yeah, yeah. And they're all really good. They are all yeah. really good. Do you remember the blue umbrella? Was that one as well? That I made don't me really cry. What's the other one? We know that bird on the, the beach as well, where the tide keeps oh, coming in. Oh, the little one. Yeah. Well, what's he called? That's going to annoy me. Called, but like, it's something like tweet. It's like a, a little yeah, snippet like of the little... word. But yeah, if you got Disney Plus, go Pixar. What's Lou? The one, the the box of um. No idea. Lost stuff. No idea. Okay. But yeah, if you get to the Pixar thing in shorts, there's like all of them there, all the ones attached to films and stuff like yeah. Mike's new car and, you know, Jack Jack Attack and stuff. And then they've got these ones, they're all labelled differently and they're, they're all really good. They are. I take it from that so massive you want to talk to little women. want to talk about Little Women. Well, no, but I, I, look, I didn't pick Before Midnight, so I've got something else in. Uh, what? You picked to talk about Before Midnight. Oh, all right, go on then. You I go. just have. Okay. Rich decided, don't know why, that we were going to watch not? all the versions of Little Women because we've got time on our hands and Little Women is a great story. Um, <laughs> and so we have so far, except we haven't re-watched Greta Gerwig's one yet, have we? But still. That's the only one we'd seen before, though, like recently. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'd already seen... We're still at the beginning of the year, I think. It may come out at Christmas time. Yeah, I'd already seen the one from the 90s with Winona Ryder, which I liked a lot. I think so far Catherine Hepburn has been my favourite. Yeah. Joe just galumphing around and shouting Christopher Columbus at everything. I think, uh, you know, the older ones, that's good. And then the one, like, five years later is terrible. It's the same, but with worse actresses. Yeah. <laughs> and then the 90s one is pretty good. Pretty great. But they, when Kirsten Dunst leaves it and it's old, Amy, it's terrible. Yeah, she's not so good, Samantha Mathis, <laughs> no, is she? Um, and the film knows it. And it yeah. you know. But the 2018 version, which you may not have seen, was the one where, for inexplicable reasons, they decided to bring it into the modern day, but in so doing did not actually adapt any parts of the stories no. to make sense in the modern day. So as an example of that, for those of you that are familiar with Little Women, the story... Joe March is a writer and there's a there's a bit in the book where Amy. to take it out on her, Amy decides to throw one of her one of Joe's big old manuscripts into the fire and there's a whole brouhaha. Um and in this version, even though Joe is constantly seen typing on laptops and uh, no, she's not and sitting on the table for literally no reason, she sat in a house by the computer writing into a book. Yes. Yeah, so on a laptop in the future. Now she tries to argue that she has she has to write in a notebook because it's harder to destroy. I don't know. That makes no sense to me. So anyway. I won't they- lose this data. I could lose the data on my PC. You could back it up in the cloud. Love, it's 2018. Yeah, you silly bitch. <laughs> but yeah, so this this film is full of um, terrible Dog actresses. Shit. Just really, really terrible dialogue. Like, just bad, just bad. No sort of conceivable, sensible changes. Like, I was expecting them to make changes to bring it into the modern day and make it make sense. No, but they make changes but they of the plot. That. But, yeah, but they did make other changes that made less sense. Pardon me. The worst bad. is when, what's his face? I can't remember his fucking Laurie. name now. Laurie, yeah. But then he gets introduced. He has no fucking chemistry with her whatsoever, but immediately purrs on a child sister. Yeah. So later on, when they get married, everyone's like, yeah, but I'm like, he was 
tried to fuck her when she was 12. Yeah. There's a there's a part in this film that really bothered me, which is... Um, All of it. In, in the book, there's a bit where the family need money so that Marmee can go and visit their dad who's been injured in the war because he's in a hospital somewhere else, I've forgotten where. And so Joe goes and sells her hair, um, her one beauty. And uh, and in this film, your only beauty, which does <laughs> in this film, which makes absolutely zero sense. Beth has cancer, which, to be fair, I thought was probably the only vaguely sensible adaptation because she couldn't have Beth scarlet gets, fever. Beth gets ill because she's helping out a poor family. Yeah, they just give her cancer. They just give her cancer in this. Which... She's got no personality in the whole no. film, and they don't even like dredge up the thing of while well, she was helping people. They're just like she's got cancer. But in this film, Joe. Um, throws a shit fit in the hospital when she finds out that it's cancer, breaks a gumball machine, and then shaves her head entirely to pay for that gumball machine? Who is buying hair late at night on the streets of America in 2018? Um, Also, it felt like one of those really awkward things where it's like, you know when people say, I'm going to shave my head in solidarity for my friend with cancer, and you think, that's not going to help cure it or do anything. they don't want you to do that, don't do it. It could really piss them off. Yeah. And also, That's she's blatantly weird. got on, like, such a bad bald cap. Oh, God, it's huge. It's like that guy from the DC comics who controls things with his mind, his giant... Well, I was thinking of um, the leader from Hulk. Yeah. you thinking of the guy from Green Lantern, yeah. uh, Horace Hawthorne. What's his name? What is his name? It's double H, isn't it's it? It's not Horace Hawthorne. Oh, I'm sure we Hank had this Henshaw. exact conversation last no, time Hank we recorded No, Hank Henshaw's Cyborg Superman, isn't it? Yeah. This is annoying. He's played by like Peter Skarsgård, is, isn't he, in the fucking film? What is even his like, villain name? He doesn't have one, does he? Oh, I thought he did. I thought he was called like Nightmare Brain. Gary Man. He's not called Nightmare Brain. <laughs> We are having such a like collective brain fart right now. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> so Peter Sarsgaard played Slade. Uh, Hector Hammond. Hector Hammond. Yeah, he does not use an alias. Oh, I Told thought he you. did. I thought he did. All no. right, leave me alone. Anyway, so nightmare brain. <laughs> yeah, this film is trash. Man, and it is the kind of trash that actively makes me think that the people that made it didn't understand the point of Leah Thompson's in it. What a fucking fall from grace. Just crap. Just total crap, and I hated it. So there we go, Little Women 2018. My favourite thing, actually, we watched it, it, it so does you the, don't have to. <laughs> it does the like weaving through different timelines, like the, the most recent one does. Mm, but, but But three of the actresses oh. look exactly the same, <laughs> and Amy doesn't age from. Probably like for seven years, and then all of a sudden he's twenty five years older. She's played by three different actresses in no, the film. No, I think so. I believe so. It's at least two. It also changes the timeline. Like at one point, I'm adamant Amy would have to be thirty now. Oh well, that's the thing. It's like I a much think... longer span, but they it doesn't make sense that it's a much longer span because yeah. Joe's like thirty when it yeah. ends, but they're like she she's is. still at college. The Joe in this film is such a belligerent... Yeah, the least likeable person in the world. Oh, my God. I adore Joe March. She's one of my favourite fictional women ever. But in this version, I genuinely briefly thought, I wish Louisa May Alcott had never written this. (laughs) I wish I'd have killed her off and, like, really changed it around. Yeah, do that. I don't care. 
talk about let's talk about something else. Um, I watched and something we missed at the cinema because of I think it came out around Christmas and then it left the cinema um, and it's now out on like Sky streaming and Virgin Media and whatever. Is the personal history of David Copperfield uh, by Armando Iannucci, starring Des Patel, Peter Capaldi, Ben Whishaw, Tilda Swinton, a lot of other people. Hugh Laurie's in it, I think. Isn't he? Like, uh huh. Oh, excuse me. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, so a lot of the people are in it, and um, it's brilliant. It's I've, I've never read David Copperfield. I've never read any Dickens other than A Christmas Carol, because you all do it at school. I've not read that either. Well, that's weird. Um, you're bad teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just delightful. I'm guessing it's a lot more comedic than the original. Um, and I think this kind of works very well. Uh, the cast help. I think the, the tone helps. And it's, it's a nice little watch nowadays. It's a bit long, but I think yeah. you can angle that at 90% oh, of the films. Pretty mate, much mate, all mate. films long, yeah. A lot are, yeah. Because I've been noticed I watch films that are blatantly all right, but because they're 90 minutes, I do like them a lot more. Give them an extra half a star. And it's not just because, like, <laughs> well, that's all my attention is Spanish. It's just because nothing drags. Yeah. Because I think there are times in this where... He's like the bits when he was a child dragged slightly, yeah. and I don't know if they don't drag as much later because Dev Patel is fucking brilliant. He's like, fantastic. And he before is. you're just watching a kid who's all right. Yeah, I mean Paul Whitehouse is in this, and I didn't mind him. I see. I have a problem with Paul Whitehouse in that every time I see him, I think he's going to be a joke character. He was in this though. I, no, not that much. I think when he first appeared though, he was, and that helped. And then later on, he gets was, more serious. What's that? Spooky movie that's not spooky with Martin Freeman. Ghost stories. Yeah, I kept expecting him to be really funny in that because he's wearing quite a lot of prosthetics as well. Because it's spooky. And I was like, oh, he's not funny. And then he I wasn't watched that film either. drunk, so I can't. I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, David Copperfield. I yeah. liked it. I have like it's one of those things that I can't necessarily recommend to people who enjoyed the story because I don't. Read know it I think they would though. From what I've heard from other people, it's quite a yeah bit of a crowd pleaser. Mm. Dev Patel is fantastic and a total cutie. I think Tilda Swinton's very good in it as well. Oh, now you've been a dick. You're going to hate me for this. I find her incredibly hit and miss. So, but she's a hit in this. So, I think she's all right in this. Well, I think she's leaning on the side of pantomime a bit. No. The whole film. <laughs> See, now I don't think the whole film is. The whole. Capaldi film. definitely is, but yeah. I loved him in it for some yeah. reason. Yeah, we sure is. He walks with a hump, and he hasn't got one. A hump and a hairpiece. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you're being weird about that. Like maybe, Hugh Laurie's full on pantomime as well. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah, get over it. But I love him. See, not, like, personal bias. He's like, oh, I love Capaldi. I love Laurie. No, I think, Look no, how dishy Des Patel is. You let him get away with it. Tilda Swinton does it, and you're like, fuck you. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not anti Tilda Swinton. Like, I, I, there's been a lot of things that I've seen her in that I think she is good in. But like, I think Benedict yeah, Wong isn't very fine. good in this though. If I'm going to level that against anyone. Uh, I think he's so funny to start, but then he just does the same thing. Whereas yeah. I, love, I love him in nearly everything else I see him in. He's the best Benedict that acts. You know, that's the fact, don't you? <laughs> I'm not going to start you off on Benedict. Uh, which Benedict was in What We Do in the Shadows? That's a good point. See? <laughs> you have made it. That's something else. There. I ain't got it in me to talk about the whole series, but series two, What We Do in the Shadows, is fucking brilliant. Oh, just phenomenal. for Jackie Daytona. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> All on I playing here, lads. Get, get involved. Get in, get in there. <laughs> Do we? Is it my turn? Yeah. What, shall we, t- shall we, I don't know whether to talk about something good or something shit. Something good. Let's not talk about anything shit Talk about anymore. demons and demons too. Fine. Can we? Go on then. So, your friend from work told us to watch these, didn't they? Yes. Um, and so we did. Yeah. And they are 80s <laughs> movies 
that are kind of like somewhere between a demon and a zombie movie in the sense that demons travel in the same way th- through people They're as zombies. They're in essence zombie movies, but the, pe- the, the, the creatures aren't zombies, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah so, the, yeah, so it travels like zombies, as in you get scritched or bit. Yeah. You're my demon now. Um, it's... My favourite status quo song. Well, you're my demon now. Yeah. I don't know what you're referencing. You're in the army now. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Sorry. That's a very loud vehicle. It I is. hope that didn't pick up on the mic. I thought then you were going to say it's a very loud Vianetta. <laughs> oh, Vianetta. Anyway, um, demons. Yes. Is it Dario Argento? No. He produced it, but he didn't make the film. Okay, who made the film? I don't know. Umberto. You've got Letterboxd right there. Have a look. The first one is great because it's almost a bottle episode of a film (laughs) in the sense that it almost entirely takes place in a... Lamberto Bava. There you go. Uh, It takes place in a theatre cinema thing where a bunch of people have gone for the debut of a spooky movie about spooky mask demons and then there is a spooky mask and then there's demons yeah. <laughs> in the real world and, and then uh, out, out of nowhere a man gets a motorcycle and waves around a sword while riding it around the whole cinema it it's is fucking great phenomenal <laughs> this film it is banana like if you if you said to me this film is kind of like a zombie movie set in one place like in a cinema I'd be like well that's going to be boring because what can you do in a cinema really a, a lot apparently a fucking shit ton and there's some phenomenal body horror type special practical it's a phenomenal effects. soundtrack it gets from weird heavy metal to synth pop it's great <laughs> there's uh, the only the only thing that bothered me and I, I can't fathom out why it bothered me so much but it really did is the way that the 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 virusy demoniness breaks out of this like secluded cinema is because four people in a car are running away from some cops because they've been doing a shit ton of coke and they like break into the cinema and they cause the outbreak kind of thing but there's like about a good 10 minutes of them just driving in their car in separate scenes so it cuts to them for like a full song where they're just literally just driving and going should we do some coke let's do some coke pad it out because it wasn't a very long film anyway I just thought if you got rid of that, like, it would have been, like, nigh on a perfect movie. I thought you were going to say there wasn't enough Tony the Pimp in it for you. (laughs) Tony the Pimp was brilliant. It's just, like, such ridiculous brilliance. And then the second one is essentially, like, that people have contained the outbreak. No. No, 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 no. Right. You think it's kind of that, but then they're watching a film that is kind of based on the first film. And then they come to life out of that film. Okay, yeah, that does happen. But I thought, now maybe one of us wasn't paying attention and I'm interested to see which one of us it was. I thought the thing that they were watching on the telly was those people who broke over the barrier and were filming things. No. So I thought that's why they transferred out because when no, they broke no. in there, no. they cut themselves and did a bleed on one of the dead demons yeah, and, and the demon was like, bleh, and it was amazing. But there are some cracking deaths in this. The, the demon literally comes through the telly to get Sally there. Yeah, but I thought it was because they were watching that footage, like live footage of whatever was. Yeah, and then just carried on broadcasting it <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Do I? Look, Sally was not having a good birthday. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I liked the second film as much as the first, which you didn't, did you? No, I preferred the first because the first, I don't know, just it being set in that little claustrophobic space, I think made it more... Terrifying. Yeah. Um, neither of them tried to really explain anything either. There's no big story to this. They're just things that happen. Yeah. Um, which I really like. 
And I like the little flying one in the second one there. He's, yeah. a, he's a good the demon. Li- the little flying one was great. And I loved the kid just relentlessly chasing yeah. around his pregnant lighter. <laughs> now, apparently, in the original screenplay, <laughs> that baby oh. burst out as a demon. Oh. That doesn't happen in this film. And I'm kind of sad that it didn't. No, you know, not mm. being weird, but it's be It would have been cool. kind of rad. But I think I've got such a love for, like... It sounds stupid because I am the first person to pick on bad special effects, like computer-generated ones. But I absolutely love, like, practical effects, even when they look a bit crap. Right, can I say something? Go on. This is the opinion of 99% of anyone that watches film. <laughs> I hate all CGI. Oh, I love really crap-like practical effects. That's <laughs> how it works. Had you not listened to other people, too? <laughs> Oh, see, I thought I thought I was being a dickhead because I was like, you know, dissing on CGI, even though there's some really good CGI. But like, yeah, but this film, ninety nine percent of CGI is actually great, and people don't notice it's even CGI. But then yeah. those ones that are bad, people get really angry about. Yeah. Um, yeah, these films are great fun, just super fun body horror style. Fun, fun, fun. yeah, yeah, fun, fun. There you go, your turn. Movies. Uh, I've got to think of another film I watched that I like. You don't have to. You can talk about something else. Uh, I've not done anything else in my life. We watched The Twilight Zone, but... Yeah, but, you know, it's all right. <laughs> I was so tired this weekend when we watched it today. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like it probably wasn't the best thing to binge in a weekend where we were both post... I'll tell you what, and it's something that's not bad necessarily, but I was surprised at me not liking it, is The Hills Have Eyes, which I've never seen before. Uh-huh. And I feel like everyone's got a horror classic, Hills Have Eyes. And it was so boring. Weirdly boring. The stretches of people just going, oh, and nothing really happens, and then it mm. just ends. Then there's the occasional, like, oh, look at all this blood, and then that's it. Yeah. Like, lasts like a minute. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a bit mildly disappointed with that film. I didn't know whether it was because I've been, like, desensitising myself to, because we've watched a lot of, like, horror slashers and all that sort of stuff and i thought maybe i'm just We've mostly like, watched a lot of spider-man far from home this year though. <laughs> that might be my most watched movie on letterboxd you know it's not mine but for this year it is <laughs> i love that film no yeah i was a bit disappointed um but i don't know whether as well it was because like i've heard people say that it's better than texas chainsaw nah, no, I, I think texas chainsaw is like Phenomenal compared to Hills Have Eyes. Well, Texas Chainsaw is well. Well, it is the original one is yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Films, people, they're good. Yeah. (laughs) Do Do you want to stop? You look really tired. Talk about something. All right, fair enough. I thought it was your turn, but then you stopped talking about something. All right. Um. I mean, everything else that I've written down is technically a horror movie, and I hadn't realised that, which I wasn't intending to do. Um. Do you want to talk about Dead Silence? No, talk about something else. Don't talk about films. Don't talk about films. Well, the only other thing I wrote down was The Twilight Zone, and you don't seem... You can talk about it. If you wrote it down, you want to talk about it. Well, I just I think I thought it would be interesting to talk with you about it, because I'm intrigued to see I like the one with um, McPoyle in it. The first one? Yeah. What was it called? Um, midway, halfway. Meet me, meet me halfway. There you go. There you go. Uh, meet me... Uh, um, meet me... Meep, meep. I don't know whether I wasn't in the right mood for it, but I felt like this series, I remember really liking most of last series, except for, can't even remember the one. I just think last series was all right and this was all right. Oh, okay. It's fun to watch. (laughs) Different people in every episode, like you're not stuck to one narrative, that's what I like about it. Yeah. 
I don't, it's, they're all they all should be half hour long now. Yes. Oh my god, they're far too flabby. The one with um, Kumail last year was the one I didn't like very much. That also lasted like an hour and that ten. That was like a longer one, wasn't it? I just don't think that that premise was. The problem well, is when they do stuff with like little little things, like and then it's long. They just keep showing you the thing happening. Yeah, I wonder whether I thought last season was really good because there was that one episode that I thought was phenomenal. You know, the one with the camera that can go back in time when she presses rewind. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this this season, I felt like, and like it was definitely happening last season as well. But it feels like this season, every episode was trying to make a statement, which is fine. But half of the time, I wasn't actually sure what they were trying to say. Like, I don't think they are trying to say anything. It's the Twilight Zone. Some episodes do, some don't. Yeah. Like the one with um, Jimmy Simpson, the um, McPoyle one. Yeah. Like I think that as the, the 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 ending is like you don't know if he's just a creepy man. Yeah. Or if he's so you know he's telepathic. Yeah. Or if he's just saved a woman from a terrible marriage because she literally yeah. psychically asked. Or him to. he's mental. He decided to like come up with a name. He found her on Facebook, stalked her, and killed her husband. Like mm. spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because like, and that's kind of like has a weird point about men, but it's not mm. like a men are bad, isn't they? Yeah. A bit like the Topher Grace one. There's nothing in that that's like it goes on a bit too long is his problem yeah but like I, I quite like that one as well because it's kind of the thing of is he just mad because he's been doing this for so he's long stuck in a time loop or is he a nice guy well I was, the but thing like that- it's not sm- like that that camera one and uh, the Kamala one from last year did smack you over the face with its oh, yeah. points here's my message <clears throat> yeah yeah the um the Topher Grace one I think its problem was Topher Grace not because he's a bad actor I actually think he's really good but because I'm so used to him being creepy in things now, or even yeah, you're waiting for him to become creepy. That, yeah, that I was watching that whole thing and thinking the twist about this has got to be something about how he's a fucking weirdo. Like I can feel it coming, <laughs> and then poof, there it was. The one that I am, um, the, the one that I really liked was called the Who of You, and I think the reason I liked it is because I genuinely have no idea what it was trying to say, if anything. So I quite liked that it was a bit less pummeling you in the face with a point because in this one the essence of it is that there's an actor who's getting a bit in a tears because he can't get roles and he thinks his girlfriend's cheating on him and he he's, hasn't got much money and blah 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 and then he discovers as he's trying to rob a bank that he can hop into other bodies and you would think with a premise like that that the whole story is going to be about him like learning to see through other people's eyes and like having other experiences and maybe learning a thing or two and becoming a better guy. Nope, it's it, it ends up with him stealing another dude's body and getting better acting jobs and just like. <laughs> hang on, hang on, massive spoilers here. Go on. He ends up getting into another dude's body, going yeah. home and finding out that's the dude his missus was fucking. Yeah, fuck. But now he has to stay in that life where this guy is better than him and he can't admit who he really is. Yeah, but see, I think that's a swing. This is why I like this one because I think you can take it as being that, like that's the worst thing that could ever happen. It is. Or you could take it as now he's having his cake and eating it because he's still got his girlfriend, the same woman. No, he, had he hasn't now because he's not him anymore. <laughs> he's now getting like way more jobs and stuff. Yeah, but even because he's... he's not himself. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's why I like no, it. It's, it's a it's a punishment for him. Is it though? Yes. I don't. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know that it is. Stace, you need to just do more. What do you mean, do Don't more? understand things. No, but I... 45 years, he's got a lovely ending. Oh, no, Shut it up. hasn't. Shit. Shut up. Look, maybe I'm just trying to look on the positive side of things right now. Everything's <laughs> shit. Um, this did have one fucking awful episode, though, which is the last one. Uh, Makes no sense. There's eggs. That's about it. 
Oh, yeah, as a callback that makes no sense. See, no. I didn't, I didn't like that one, and I feel like part of it was because I didn't understand the callback, so it just felt like you know what to serve man is though. Don't yes, you fucking do. No, I don't. What is it? Everyone knows the episode to serve man. It's in the Simpsons. How to cook forty humans? Wow. No idea. Um, the one I didn't like was the one with Joel McHale and an octopus. I fell asleep, <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it was so just kind of like, oh, we found an old species of octopus. Oh, it wants to kill us. <laughs> I quite like the one with Damon Wayans Jr., but yes. David Cromwell's in it was very pantomime. Yeah. And it bugged me a bit. Yeah. But I think it was all right. I think these new ones are all right. They're better than the 80s and the 2002 series. Then nothing's ever going to touch the original because they were adapted from old stories. They had time to do them. Now they're fighting stuff out very quick and it's different set up in it and stuff. Yeah. My, my whole thing with this series, and it was happening the first one, is I find Jordan Peele hilarious when he stood there <laughs> staring at you with a very sombre face. Yeah. Uh, he's staring at you with a sombre face and he's saying something very obvious about the thing, but trying to make it so that it can say, in the twilight zone, yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. I quite like the singing one as well. The singing one. Oh, the ovation. Ovation, yeah. I wouldn't say applause, though. Oh, yeah. That's a Lady Gaga song, that. It's a word as well that means the same as ovation. <laughs> um, I liked that one, but I didn't like the ending. I felt like it was predictably... Yeah. What? Are you doing a toot? Silent. Oh, it was a tiny toot. Um, I have also been watching, which you've not watched yet, even though it's an iPlayer, mm-hmm. um, I May Destroyer, which is, um, yeah, uh, Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole? No, it's not going to be a name there, is it? <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, Michaela Cole. Um, so I'm about halfway through the series now. Um, in essence, in episode, she's a str- uh, struggling. She's a writer who's struggling to finish a book. She goes out partying with some people she knows. She ends up getting drugged and she thinks raped. Um, she doesn't really remember stuff. She keeps getting weird flashbacks. And then it's her trying to piece a lot together, post this and what happens. And there's other people in it. And it's not like a normal show where you watch a woman be a victim because she got raped at all. Mm. So it's incredibly different, and apparently it's based on stuff that happened to her when she was working on a show chewing gum in Channel 4 years ago, which, you know. It's also weirdly fun. It is a black comedy at times. Right. The comedy is never from what she's going through, but other stuff happens to other people, and some of the characters are quite, you know, humorous. Um, It feels like it would be too heavy for me right now. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Is it? Because here's my problem with a lot of stories about this kind of thing is that they will either make the woman to be like a, a victim that needs saving by other dudes or it will become like a horrendous revenge plot is it neither no, of those things no okay. it's how a woman deals with being sexually assaulted or a man like there's other people in it have had stuff happen to them and like in one more recent episode she um has gone to like a support group and meets someone she went to school with who she hated at school but now like understands why she's like she is and things like that so it's quite mm. Yeah, it's not like she got raped so she goes out and buys a gun or, you know, hides behind people mm. to do anything for her or protect her. It's like her friends are kind of, the, the ones she's told are like supportive of her, but they still have their own shit going on, which I like. Yeah. Because that is how life happens. Whereas you watch some things and people put, they have no life, they just exist in terms of their relationship to the main character, don't they? <laughs> yeah. This is not like that at all. Um, 
and you know spoilers for like episode three or four like her, her friend is a gay man and he like hooks up with different men as you know dating apps and stuff mm-hmm. and then at one point he thinks he's been sexually assaulted he isn't 100 percent sure but him trying to talk to the police about it is an entirely different thing than she's gone through where you know she has a support worker straight away and they do loads of things and he just in essence has got an awkward man looking at him mm-hmm. and as told he can type it up if he wants and it's it's just interesting to see something mad like this. Nothing has been, I, like you say, normally you watch something that's about a woman getting raped and then the next two hours of that film are men getting their heads bashed in or, you know, mm. you know, it goes very last house on the left or something like that. Or they're just a fucking sad sack piece of shit for the rest of it. This doesn't do that. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's for me right now. Why? Because the world is a trash fire. The world is always and always will be a trash fire. I know, but it's a particularly raging trash fire at the moment. And I don't know if I've got the spoons for that level of... What? What? Not supporting black women in the arts. I would love to support black women in the arts. I just don't want to watch a programme about that right now. It's not... (laughs) I just... It's not, no... I'm sure there are other things I can watch to support black women. There's nothing on telly anyway. Well, telly's been completed. It's done. <laughs> telly's been yeah. completed. Uh, Ninjaed it. Good stuff. Hey, should we leave it there? Because I've run out of things to talk about that aren't horror movies. I thought you wanted to talk about your book. Oh, well, I did sort of want to, but I feel like... you will go on too long and I've not read it. I th- yeah, I think, there's, <laughs> I think it's going to be a very one-sided discussion. So what I might do is try and find somebody who's read... Because it's going to be massively... So the book you're talking about is The Secret Commonwealth, which is the second book in the Book of Dust trilogy by Philip Pullman, which is the, the sort of sequel trilogy to the His Dark Materials trilogy. And I feel like people who haven't read any of those books would not have a clue what the feck I was on about. So I feel like I need to discuss that with somebody who has read them and has Fair a... Enough. Yeah. So I will say that I read it and I still don't 100% know if I liked it or not, but categorically disliked some portions. <laughs> and I'll go into that further in a future episode, I think. I might get Natalie on and we can have a talk about books. Anything else that you wanted to do a words about? Mm, wear a mask, people. Wear a mask. Um, I feel like, like I don't want to make this all like super serious at the end, but I also feel like I kind of need to say... Wear a fucking mask. That wear a mask. Black lives matter. Trans women are women and trans men are men. And, you know, women's rights are human rights. Trans and, rights uh, are human rights. And trans rights are human rights. And if you don't agree with any of those things, um, get the fuck out the parlour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Defund the police. You. Defund the police, please and thank you. Anyway... Give us a well, tweet. After all that, Black Lives Matter is not a political issue. Wear no. a mask is not a political like, No. It's insane that these things have become a fucking thing. That's yeah. Political issues should be about taxation. Yeah. And, you know, giving money and, and anti-austerity, not fucking human rights. Yeah. And fucking and not wearing a fucking mask and not coughing on other people. Yeah. If you want to, like, if you're thinking about slithering into my DMs to tell me that all lives matter, get to actual fuck. Yeah. Just 100% get to fuck. I don't care. Categorically going to say it. I am pro human beings having rights. And if you regardless fly of their the white lives matter banner over a football stadium, I'm glad you've lost your jobs. Yes. Same. Same. And if you're a gross man in comics, fuck you. Or wrestling. Or wrestling. Look, right. Don't stop being so <laughs> shit, everybody. Just stop being shit. And just, like, fucking treat people with respect, yeah? God. And if you want to talk to us about stuff... And just to make it lighter, I hope you're enjoying this in the bath, Kay. 
<laughs> bubble bath with your bath bomb up your butt or there something. You go. Yeah. So that's your theme tune to having a bath. Yeah. The bath bomb up you your butt. You enjoyed it. I can tell um, already in the future. Yeah. Tweets and emails and such. And, you know, if you can, donate to some worthy Black Lives Matter causes and trans charities and, you know, women's refuges and be awesome to each other and stop being dicks. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!